Good morning, baby gamers. This is Breaking the Lore. A show where two girlfriends dig deep. To find the weirdest and most obscure bits of trivia. I'm Nissa's girlfriend, Sarah. And I'm Sarah's girlfriend, Nissa. So buckle up, because tonight's episode is... Mario. It's Luigi's Mansion, which you should obviously know because you voted on it. We we, we figured this out very publicly a couple days ago. Um, yeah, we did a whole poll, and it had a good had a good turnout. Um, yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, Halloween Town versus Luigi's Mansion. I really wasn't sure which one was going to win, but I'm excited about this one. Um, no, I like this one. Yeah. Um, of course, this episode's going to have to be a little late. It's not coming out on Halloween or even before. It's but I mean, it's our Halloween episode because like. We're recording it on Halloween. We are recording but, it on a Halloween night, yes. We're, we're recording it on Halloween night with like a blue moon, like a full full blue moon. So so that it, counts for something, I think. We're going full on spooky here. But, I mean, we are pulling a real Treehouse of Horror seasons uh, 12 through 20 because we're releasing it after Halloween. But it's still Halloween, so. Did they, did they release those episodes in November? Oh, yeah, um, because of, I think it's baseball? For because of baseball? The longest, yeah, because of baseball, because baseball. For the longest time, the Simpsons Treehouse 4 episodes would release, like, the first week of November. There was there was so much baseball that they couldn't, couldn't crack out a half-hour episode during an entire month? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, a lot of baseball. So, I think it was season 20. It was, like, a big deal. They finally were airing it in October again. And um, I think it's only been twice since then that it's been pushed to November. And this year is one of them. So well, that's, yeah. Well, in that case, when we get to our season 20, it's going to be a really big deal when our Halloween special isn't the first <laughs> week of November. <laughs> so you can look forward to that in 20 years and <laughs> have fun with breaking the lore when we're 40. How much lore will there be to break, honestly, by then? Uh, hopefully they keep making stuff with lore. I, I mean, I guess if they stop making things with lore, then... Oh, you're right! They're gonna keep making new things! We're going to be experiencing new things by then. Okay, okay, we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> we, have to talk, we have to talk about Luigi's Mansion, okay? I want to put aside to talk about Luigi's Mansion. Tell me about Luigi's Mansion. How do you feel about Luigi's t Mansion? T tell you about Luigi's Mansion. Um, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Because it's, it's going to be like Sesame Street, where like you have like half a half a like page from a, an, a sticky pad, and I have like an entire book. Uh, so. All right, fine. Um... <laughs> So back in the day, back when I had a GameCube, I rented Luigi's Mansion for like a day and I didn't get very far, but I liked it. Um, never played the first one again, but I had uh, Dark Moon on the Nintendo 3DS and I played a lot of that. Almost beat it. Didn't actually technically finish it. Um, and that's it. Oh, I played the Luigi's Mansion Nintendo Land mini game, and I like that one a lot. What, why'd you only rent it for one day? Maybe I didn't only rent it for one day. Maybe I, like... Uh, maybe a friend brought it over or something. I just remember playing a tiny bit of it. I, okay. I think it makes more I sense if a friend sense. brought it over. I don't... I don't remember. This was 20 years ago. Okay. Well, you should remember it perfectly, then. Um, don't people have perfect memories of when they were three years old? 
Do you? No, I can't remember anything before, like, five or six. Yeah, okay, and you're calling me out. Okay, whatever. Tell me, tell me how you feel about Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> um, it was one of those game series that I was always really obsessed with when I was younger, but, like, didn't have any, like, first-hand exposure to. Um, I remember her when I first discovered the Mario wiki. Um, this had to have been in middle school, I think. Um, I got really obsessed with Luigi's Mansion. Like, I would look at the page for the original game and I would read about all the portrait ghosts. And I just got really, really, really into it. And I really wanted to play it. And I couldn't because I didn't have a GameCube. And, um, like, I did have a Wii, but this was after GameCube games had stopped being sold. So it's not like I could just walk to Target mm, yeah. and, like grab Luigi's Mansion and play it on my Wii and on top of that I didn't have a GameCube controller either oh. so I would have had problems either way um, so I couldn't play it but then Dark Moon came out and I played Dark Moon and well I played half of Dark Moon because um, I got like really stuck on the like Clockworks factory mansion and I never got past it um, I got stuck on the, the, the boss of that area the, like clock where you have to defeat waves of enemies as the clock circles around um that was just a really hard fight for me and i never beat it um i could probably beat it now i believe in you maybe maybe, maybe. I, don't, I don't know maybe um i mean i beat it i'm sure we could, if we work together we could figure something out <laughs> I, I guess i guess if if we have to work together we have to team up um but yeah, um, so I did I did Dark Moon, and I I liked it, but like from my research about the original game, I was like something's kind of it doesn't live up to what I was expecting when I was researching the original game, and um, I mean, we're not going to talk about that more later because this isn't a review show, but um, so I guess I'll just mention now I didn't like that it like didn't have like portrait ghosts and like heavy like character ghosts um I, I felt that it detracted from the overall feel of the series because i i really like the lore of luigi's mansion and i like like the implied lore and things like that and um so i mean it's it's a great topic for this this episode because i feel like the first game has a ton of lore and the third game has some fun lore um the second game was a little light on lore but um but yeah so i did i did dark moon and then I, in my first year of college, um, my roommate had a GameCube and had Luigi's Mansion, so I was finally able to, like, actually play the original game that I wanted to, and, um, and I did, and I got, I got really stuck on Bulasis, um, and I didn't, didn't finish, um, but then I did play it again, like, two years later, um, or three years later, something like that. And I did finish it. Um, I finished the entire game in October. Um, I just barely beat it. I had so much trouble with the final boss. I think I tried it like 20 or 30 times. Um, I hopefully still have a screenshot. If I do, I'll post it to our Twitter um, of me beating the final boss with like five HP <laughs> left. Like if I had gotten hit one more time, it would have been absolutely over. Um, it was the, the final boss for the original Luigi's Mansion is absolutely brutal um it's one of the hardest bosses i've ever fought um and remember i did this when i was like 20 something like 
It, it was a boss. It was a very. So it's it's very hard boss. Yeah, like this wasn't like a like. Oh, I now that I'm older, I can beat it harder. No, this was a. I struggled with this as as an adult. Um. So. So yeah. So then I finally played and beat the first one, and it, and it did live up to my expectations. Um. So it wasn't just that I like had built up this series on a pedestal and like didn't like it. It, it was that I didn't like Dark Moon. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I really did like the original Luigi's Mansion. And then when the third one came out, I was all excited. I was super hyped. And it it lived up to my hype. I wish that it had more lore. And um, I wish it had bios for the bosses that aren't Helen. Um, I was kind of disappointed that there was no like set lore for any of the bosses that weren't Helen. Because in the other game, um, they all do have like bios and things. Um, but it's still leaps and bounds above of um how dark moon handled lore and it was it was a great game and i really loved it and i i, I want to replay it soon because it's been a while i also didn't finish it because i got stuck on the final boss um i like got right to the final boss but then just he was too many stages and it was too hard and i, I don't know why luigi's mansion final bosses have to be absolutely ball crushingly hard but <laughs> they are so um that, yeah, that that just reminds me that I that I need to beat Luigi's Mansion three. Go for it. I I still really want to play it once once you're done and I am able to. Are you gonna Are you gonna play as Luigi or Gooigi? Who, who's gonna play as who? Well, I, I think if if we're playing together, I'll be Gooigi. Why you you want to be Gooigi? I, I guess I don't know why I like Gooigi. That's fair. I mean, Luigi's the main, like, player character, and I figured since I've already played it, you would want to be Luigi, and that would be Gooigi, but if you okay, want to be Gooigi... Okay, that makes more sense, yeah. I mean, if you want to be Gooigi because you like Gooigi, then, like, we can do that, too. No, 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 I mean, if if it's really for me to experience the game, I think it's better for me to be Luigi. That's fair. Alright, cool. We'll I just think I just think Gooigi is neat. That's, that's, I just think he's neat. Gooigi is neat. Gooigi's got some neat lore. And speaking of lore... Um, now that we know that this was like a, a a series that you played a couple seconds of and a series that was like a kind of childhood fascination for me that I got really attached to and actually did end up enjoying two out of three entries, um, we should talk about what this episode's about, which is lore and breaking it. If if I may, I can I can get right into Gooigi because he's he's really weird to me. And there's a lot of fun stuff there. All right, tell me about Nintendo's sexiest slime boy. Okay, so Gooigi is made of goo. Is that a technical term? That is a technical term. According to Professor Elvin Gad, goo yeah. is the technical term. Tracks for Elvin. <laughs> I guess goo is like ectoplasm or something. That that would make sense to me, like like the stuff that um the the greenies the the stuff that the greenies are made out of. Yeah, he mixed a goo with coffee. <laughs> with, with coffee. With coffee, and that's where Gooigi came from. And this happened during the events of Luigi's Mansion: Dark Moon. So, wait, hold on a sec. Uh huh. So it wasn't like some kind of like. Victor Frankenstein-esque, like, lightning chamber, or, um, some kind of dark spell, or what- I mean, I don't think 
Dr. Egan uses magic, so it wouldn't be a dark spell. <laughs> but like, it is not some sort of lightning chamber or arcane science. He he poured coffee into into ectoplasm and, and then just turned into Guiji. Yes. Just just <laughs> just whoops my 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 morning black coffee. What well, what kind of what does it say? What kind of coffee it was? Was it black coffee? Um, was it like a latte? Was it mocha? Let me look into this. It was Lunoman Greeny Blend Coffee. Interesting. That's what it was. Okay, so so we know what kind of coffee it was. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was Lunoman <laughs> Greeny Blend Coffee. Um. So yeah, he was just experimenting on this like strange liquid, and uh -huh. then he made Guiji. Um. <laughs> so that so that happened during the events of Dark Moon. So what he did with that was to outsource his experimenting on Guiji, uh -huh. he decided to send Guiji back in time for his own past self to deal with it during the events of Luigi's Mansion, the first one. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, does this mean to imply that um, the remake of Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion 3DS, is canon alongside Luigi's Mansion GameCube, despite the changes? Yes, it is an alternate timeline version. Luigi's Mansion has branching timelines? <laughs> Luigi's Mansion has branching timelines, and Luigi's Mansion 3 occurs in the Guigi timeline. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, so you're telling me, so the first game happens. Yes. And then the second game... Is the second game in the the original timeline, or is the second game in the branch timeline? The second game is when the branch timeline happens, so it has to occur in both. It occurs in both? Well, if it doesn't, then how did Goichi get there? Well, he just showed- well, I mean, but it wouldn't be part of the- it wouldn't be part of the branched timeline, because, like, yes, it's the linch point for when it branched, but technically that would be when he showed up at, like, the original Luigi's Mansion. I mean, okay. To be fair, there is a reference to Dark Moon in Falter Pop. Oh my god, the events I was about to say. I was trying to say that, and I was like waiting for you to do it. Like Falter Pop <laughs> means Dark Moon has to happen. I forgot that he he has Falter Pop. So how does that? So does that mean that in the branching timeline, Dark Moon happens with Guiji? Apparently, it does. Because like Guiji's just like because Guiji's not. In the original Dark Moon. Correct Are me there if I'm two wrong. Guigis? No, there's one Guigi. No, yeah. There's there's only so one Guigi. Okay, so in the branching timeline of Luigi's Mansion 3DS, in Dark Moon, Egad does not create Guigi because he already has one. Yes, like he wouldn't have a reason to be experimenting to create Guigi because Guigi already exists. So it creates some sort of like I don't I don't know what kind of time this is because it's not a time loop it's it's like a branching is the, timeline. Is is this the grandfather paradox? I I'm not familiar with the grandfather paradox and I'm not sure if all our, our watchers will be too. Can you explain it really quick? That's um like in Futurama when um you go back in time and you become your own grandfather by boning your young grandma. Well, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's like it, it definitely creates some kind of paradox where, like, technically, Guigi's created during Dark Moon, 
but because Guiji was sent back in time to the original Luigi's mansion, he can't be created during Dark Moon because there's no reason to create him during Dark Moon because he already exists. Unless the same accident happens and he sends him back in time again, meaning it's a stable time loop, but I don't believe it's a stable time loop because then there wouldn't be two Luigi's mansions that are both canon. Um, maybe. Maybe it is a stable time loop, but Egad from this branching timeline sends the original Guiji back, so this Guiji just keeps experiencing the same events over and over and over again, and this new Guiji that was just created gets to go on to Luigi's Mansion 3. I don't know. Like, is there evidence that it's the same Guiji? I assume it's the same Guiji? Then he wouldn't be stuck in a stable time loop, now would he? That's true. Because I'm pretty sure there really is only one Guiji. Like, yeah, there's only one Guiji as far as I know, at least. Okay, in that case, I'm going to say that Guiji is not created in the new timelines, Dark Moon. Um, Dark Moon occurs... We, I mean, we don't know how Dark Moon occurs in the new timeline. We've never seen new timelines, Dark Moon. We know it probably happens because he has Polterpop. Or, like, some version of the events of Dark Moon happen. Although I do think it's interesting, Helen, Helen Gravely in her bedroom, she has a, um, a, like, a model version of the first mansion in that game and a smaller version of the Dark Moon, like, in her bedroom as, like, a trinket. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know if, um... I, I don't know. I don't know if she would have a a trinket that represents something that, like, what she would probably view as subdues her kind. Like, she'd, she'd probably view it as something that subdues their natural impulses and, and limits their powers. Um, I don't, I don't know if, it, it'd be like if, like, Superman had, like, a, like, fake kryptonite statue in his room. Like, a, like, a, a, a chunk of not kryptonite that looks like kryptonite as like a talking to remind, piece to remind him of his weakness and so he never like succumbs to it so he needs to know he's aware he needs to be aware that he is vulnerable to something it's always there he always sees it is, is helen gravely the type to do that is, is she the type to <laughs> she, she strikes me as the, like vain arrogant type but, but do, you, do you think she's the type to put her weakness in her bedroom to be like yeah okay. i can kick maybe this we're overthinking this Maybe she just thinks it looks cool. That's also possible. I think Dark Moon happens exactly the same, because we don't actually see Gubiji at any point in Dark Moon. Right, but that's because so, yeah. he was sent back in time. Yes, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying is it would happen the same in both timelines, because Luigi is completely unaware of Gubiji, and we are viewing the game through the perspective of Luigi, and... I just don't think anything would happen any differently whether Gubiji's there or not. Wait, 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 wait. I haven't played Luigi's Mansion 3DS. Does he not know about Guiji? Is he is he, he not no. introduced to Guiji in that game? I'm no, I'm I'm I haven't played it either, but I'm pretty sure he is. I'm saying in Dark Moon he's unaware of Guiji. Right, he but would know. In in the new timeline he'd be aware of Guiji's existence, but Guiji still doesn't show up in the game, so he's not a factor. For what reason, though? Like, if, if Luigi had already been using Guiji, Guiji didn't show up in the original game because he wasn't in Luigi's mansion 
and Luigi didn't know he existed, and Egad sent him back in time to beta test him back in the day. So presumably he was sent back in time before the events even, like, got their start. Um, but if Luigi was using Guigi in um, the original Luigi's Mansion, but, like, the, like, branching timeline version, why wouldn't Guigi come up in, in branching timeline Dark Moon? Like... Don't you think Luigi would have, like, asked for him or wanted to use him? So I think we're going to get a, um, a a remake of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the Switch <laughs> with Luigi in it. Um. I mean, maybe. I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I just stand by. I think I think it's safer to say we don't know how the events of Dark Moon went down in the branching timeline. I wouldn't confidently say they went down the same way. It had the same end result of nothing super bad happened to the Evershade Valley and he got Polterpup, but I wouldn't necessarily say like it's for sure that they went down the exact same way. I'd say we can assume the same general things happened. Like, it may not be one-to-one, but for the purposes of Luigi's Mansion 3 and any future installments, it was basically the same. We can agree or disagree. I'm going to say the same outcomes happened, but any number of scrambled different events, like maybe he didn't go to the the, the clockworks in the desert, because I just hate that one. Maybe he just didn't go there in this version. Maybe um, Guigi made the chalet super, super easy. Like, um, like I, I'm willing... For me, I want to commit to the outcomes were the same in that the moon was the dark moon was restored, King Boo was defeated, and Luigi got Polterpup. But I think that any number of scrambled events could happen. And you're you're free to free to disagree that like it happened exactly the same, but with Luigi. We know exactly how it happened. Uh-huh. Because there's already been a remake of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. What are you talking about? Luigi's Mansion Arcade, baby! It's not a- is that really a remake of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon? I know we played it, yes. but I don't- I don't remember that. Yes! Okay. You go through- I think it's just like three of the Dark Moon mansions, but like you can have two players and it's- it's you playing in like a first-person perspective, so like one of you's Luigi, one of you's Gooigi. So what I'm what I'm hearing is I was right, and the events were different, and he didn't go to some of the mansions. Yes, because Luigi's Mansion Arcade is Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon in the Gooigi timeline in a post-Gooigi world. Okay, all right, I'm I'm willing to accept this. I remember we played it. I remember we went to an arcade, um, and we got and we did like a deal where we could like play as many games as we wanted for a set price. <laughs> yeah. So like we we like. Um, we cheesed it. Like, anytime we died, we just reloaded. <laughs> we just swiped the card again. We just played. Just and, and we beat it. And we beat it we because beat it. we cheesed yeah. it. But um, we didn't have we to, we didn't have to reload too many times. I don't know. It was only two or three times. Like, we did a good we, job, I think. It was more than two or three times. But I think that, like, the good part is that, like, we each, I think we each, like, made it through. Like, one of us would make it through the level without dying. Yeah. It was just, like, one of us had to reset mm-hmm. each time. Um a very half and half type success but we did it we, we got through it and that's yeah. what i'm saying okay we just mentioned dark moon is 
Luigi Mansion Arcade. Okay. I'll accept that. All right. That's I'll accept that as the the branching timeline Dark Moon. Um, makes sense to me. Yeah. We got kind of kind of into timelines there for a second. Um, um, is there... there is more like Gooigi lore that doesn't have anything to do with timelines, though. Well, I have something that does have to do with timelines. So maybe do you want to circle back around to Gooigi after timelines? Yeah, tell me tell me about your timelines. So something interesting to me, timeline wise, about this. Bowser. In the original game, at least, but he doesn't come up in any of the other games, so it's it's possible that all of them. Bowser is dead. Like Bowser's died before, obviously. Um, I would say that he died at the end of Galaxy before Rosalina's magic brought him back. Um, um, he had all his he had all his flesh burned off in New Super Mario Brothers. I was getting there. Okay. I, was <laughs> I just wanted there. to say uh, it really. But yeah, I was I was gonna build into it, but you you just wanted to shoot your whole load before um before we were ready. But um yes, in New Super Mario Bros, the original one for the DS, um in the very first level, um in the very first world rather, um he falls into the lava, gets all his flesh burned off, and then Bowser Jr. has to use necromancy to bring him back to life at the end of the game. So he's died before. But he's always died for like very brief moments, like in Galaxy, which I was trying to mention. Um, he only died for like, I mean, he doesn't even confirmed die. We just see him on a dying star and then and then Rosalina's magic brings everything back. Um, so he's only dead for like a couple seconds in that game. If ever. In New Super Mario Bros, he, I mean, he's dead for like what? Like, I don't know what the internal timeline of a New Super Mario Bros is, probably like a week or something. Um, it's a new Super Mario Bros. How long could it be? A couple days. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, he only dies for like a couple days a week, however long that game is. Then he comes back. Um, I don't, I don't know any other like major, major deaths he has. But yeah, so he's, so he usually doesn't stay dead is the point. But it seems like he did like stay dead this time. Um, because... When you go see the fortune teller in the first game, um, you ask her to like help you find Mario, to help you like divine the future, and um, the fortune teller, she sees Bowser and she's very surprised. She's like, I thought he was very thoroughly handled this time, like clearly implying he's dead. Um, and, and everyone seems surprised, like Luigi doesn't really... He, he's kind of surprised that Bowser's back and so it seems like he's he's dead and I mean even the Bowser that you meet in the game spoilers for a super old game that I think everyone knows the twist by now maybe um it's just a mecha suit it, it's King Boo wearing a mecha suit Bowser is not in Luigi's mansion he like unscrews his head and King Boo comes out um but that, that fight with the mech suit is ridiculously hard. I hate that fight so much. We already talked about this. Um, but, so Bowser's dead. So that raises some really interesting questions about where you think this takes place in the timeline. Because, so Bowser's he's implied heavily to be dead in the first one. He is not mentioned anywhere else in the later ones. Um, and no one seems particularly, like, to be thinking about him. I know there's not a lot of dialogue in these games, but like, 
they just go on their vacation as if he's not like a threat, you know? Um, I don't know, he just doesn't come up again, which implies that he's either out of sight, out of mind, or like you'd think maybe he would have done a team up at some point, but no, he just, he never comes up again. So timeline wise, where does, does Luigi's Mansion take place? Is it, is it like the end of the timeline? He's like dead for real this time or like? That's it's... a really good question, actually. Cause like, it is, isn't yeah, it? if in New Super Mario Brothers, Bowser is dead for real and necromancy mm-hmm. is done to bring him back, maybe like it doesn't hold? Yeah, you think that it could be like one of those sort of temporary they get his zombification. They get like his spirit back to like possess dry Bowser, his bones, makes dry Bowser, and then maybe it doesn't last. Maybe he's just donezo after that. Or maybe just I... any of the times he's defeated by Mario. Because I mean, I mean, Luigi's Mansion, that should be following Mario 64, right? I mean, if you're going by, like, release order. Yeah, which, I, I mean, I would be right now. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think that that necessarily holds for a canon and universe timeline. It doesn't. Because, I mean, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're going in release order, then you get into all sorts of sticky issues. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I obviously, I did a whole video on the Mario timeline. Yeah, and you didn't go in release order at all. No, you weren't even close. No. I, uh, I had Luigi's Mansion coming out um, that happened after Superstar Saga and before Sunshine. Yeah. That's where I had it. And and that's the other thing. If you're, like, including all the games in the release order timeline, then, like, Bowser appears all over the place in the RPGs and things like that. Yeah. So, um... So it doesn't even make sense that he's... Like, I don't think this can even take place in the timeline of the RPGs, just because they're so much more amicable or amicable in, in those ones. Yeah. Um... Like, I don't think Luigi would be like, what? He's supposed to be dead when they kind of got onto good terms in the Mario and Luigi series, relatively speaking. Um, and even like Paper Mario, they got into relatively good terms. I mean, I guess they go back and forth because he takes over. But then in, in Origami King, I believe they're back friends again. So um, <laughs> it's very touch and go, touch yeah. and go friendship that Mario and Bowser have. Um, but uh so i i mean i do think though that like paper mario and mario and luigi like take place in their own continuities like a sort of like into the spider-verse type i mean they had a they had a spider-verse-esque game where paper mario and and mario and luigi hung out um but yeah i think those are all like separate like multiverse type universes within mario i think this has to take place towards the end of the timeline it must or just or I guess it could literally just be in a period when Bowser died and he didn't come back for a very long time. Um, or hell, I guess he could come back after the original Luigi's Mansion and he's just not mentioned in any of the other games. Just because. He was dead for a while, but he got better. It's okay. If Mario wasn't in this game, I'd be very tempted to say it takes place during New Super Mario Bros. But Mario is in this game, so that doesn't really work out. Yeah. It'd be convenient if it did work out that way, but it doesn't. But yeah, I think it takes place towards the end of the timeline. But it could also take place anywhere where Bowser's dead. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really hard and weird one. Um, it is. 
But also, death is very cheap in the Mario universe, so... I mean... Death... Death may be cheap, but it almost wasn't. In the original game, uh, it was a mechanic at one point that the game had a time limit, like Pikmin. Um, And if you failed, both Mario Brothers died. That's horrific. Um, Like, like, died. Um, there's a sprite of a very we'll include it in like the YouTube thumbnail I'll probably post it on Twitter um, a very depressed looking Luigi like horrifyingly like his face is like very very frightening looking like a painting but like a scary one um, that was very oddly descriptive um, holding a flower and it says like I, it had some kind of text like too bad or something. Well, not too bad, but it, it had some kind of text. And your brother died. Too bad. <laughs> I mean, okay, Mario games <laughs> say too bad when something horrific happens. So, um, I think it said bad end or something like that. But um, and and what it was was you took too long. Mario died. Like he became like the full painting, and then Luigi like he gets depressed outside the. Um, the mansion and either he literally just dies from despair at his brother dying or um, a ghost kills him while he's sitting there depressed but yeah originally Luigi's Mansion originally Luigi's Mansion was supposed to have a time limit and if you failed the time limit you died both Mario brothers died like dead dead Luigi died of a broken heart yeah no literally (laughs) um it's not funny. It happens, Sarah. <laughs> Working heart death actually. It happens. does. It it's does. It's very it sad. sad. It's tragic. It happened to Debbie Reynolds. I'm, I'm, I was watching Halloween Town, so I'm really feeling that one again. According to Professor Egad, goo is an element on the periodic table. I'm not familiar with that one. Um. I got a, I got a 100 in, in regions level chemistry, so I, I think <laughs> I should be, but it, it strangely didn't come up. It, this is um, this is just a really funny like paragraph from the Mario wiki. Um, uh-huh. So he lists he lists goo as an element on the periodic table, and it says, however, due to how Gooigi was created, it would by definition not be an element, but a compound or mixture. <laughs> To further, I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's chemistry. To further this idea, all elements after bismuth, element eighty-three, are radioactive. According to Egad, goo is stable. However, goo is element number zero. But that doesn't make sense. What? What doesn't? Because aren't there numbers like? Aren't there numbers how many um? Pro- what yeah, is it protons? protons. Yeah, the number is how many protons and I think neutrons they have. So like, yes, yes, because right, they have the same number of protons and neutrons. I I remember chemistry. It was only <laughs> what seven years ago at this point. Um, Goo is composed of zero neutrons and zero protons. And what the? F- what is it? It's not that. It's what, Goo, what is baby. It? <laughs> is it just? Is it just electrons? Like I don't. Well, that doesn't make sense because then it'd be like probably a, a negative. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, okay, the way I see it, if goo is ectoplasm, it uh-huh. comes from ghosts, and ghosts are dead. They are made of 
nothing. So when, when an atom dies, it becomes goo. So are ghosts, are ghosts made from nothing though? Is, is that, because I mean, matter can't be created and destroyed if we're getting into science here. So like, wouldn't they still count as matter? Unless ghosts are energy. Okay. But then what happened? Well, I guess, okay, yeah, because the body would still be the body. So that'd be the matter. And then the soul is ethereal. So I guess the soul could be like energy or something or just something else entirely. Okay. So then, so your theory is like if an atom, if an atom dies, it becomes goo. Okay. You know what? Screw it. I'll take it. I, I chemistry was seven years ago, so I so I guess you said that, Actually, was it? You said that so confidently. You were like, your theory is if an atom dies, it becomes goo. Okay. <laughs> like no, no questioning not, that. Ad- atoms not, can die. That's fine. I'm not saying major in chemistry and make it your like capstone project, but like. <laughs> I'm willing to buy it within the bounds of a universe that has a branching timeline because an old man poured coffee on goo and sent it back in time. Um, like, I'm not going to say you're going to win a, a, a Nobel. Do they have, do they have like science prizes? I know they, they have, have a Nobel prizes. Prize in I, chemistry, yes. Yeah, you're, you're not going to win a Nobel prize in chemistry for this one, but like, I think it tracks within this science fiction-esque, I suppose, universe. Um, If we have any chemists listening, if you can prove to me that atoms can die and produce a goo-like substance, I will personally give you a Nobel Prize. I don't don't think you have the authority to to hand out Nobel Prizes in chemistry. It's not, it's not, okay, no, it's it's not a Nobel Prize, it's a Nobel Prize. There's a space. it's 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 uh-huh. it's a prize that I personally give out, and the prize has zero bells on it. Um, I feel like a lot of prizes have zero bells on them, but okay. But that, that's right. the defining characteristic of this one. It's 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 I see. it's just supposed to be something that I'm able to personally give out to people. All right, that makes sense. I guess if you really squint and close both eyes and just let it happen. Um... <laughs> Okay. All right. Do you have any more any more fun Guiji facts for the audience? Guiji is edible. He's edible. Yeah, he tastes like coffee. Well, he's made of coffee. Yeah. So he's he's. But like you, you can eat him if you want. What what happens if you if you eat a Guiji? I don't know. So like, okay, does Guiji regen? Because I mean, I have a slime girl OC who's technically edible. We've talked about this. She tastes like she tastes like Jello, um, and like she's she's re- she regens. So like, if you like eat one of her like gummy worm looking hairs, she'll like grow it back. Does Guiji does Guiji regen like cherry? Um, I. Okay. If he's defeated in battle, he can revive after a short time, so I assume he does? And actually, I mean, he melts in water and then reappears as like a... as his full... So I guess he does regen? Um, wait, he... He revives indefinitely. 
I think he can just regenerate himself. So, yeah. Well, because I guess um, the same way that he dissolves in water, I guess any portion of him that you eat would like not be able to stand up to your saliva and also your stomach acid. So, if you eat any guiji, he would probably like instantly dissolve and then regen to wherever the main guiji is. Um, okay, wait, whenever Guiji takes damage, he momentarily recovers his HP at a steady pace. So yes, he definitely regenerates. If you were to take a big bite out of Guiji, it would grow back steadily. Well, think about that, Guiji vor fans. I'm gonna bite um, Guiji's nose off. Why? Why? He needs that. Does he? Can he smell? I... You know, I don't really know how Guiji's senses work, I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, because I also don't really know how, like, the senses of any slime boy or girl work. Um, like I have a, I, like I said, I have a slime girl OC. I don't, I don't think about how her senses work. I just don't. She, she, she just functions like a human somehow. Um, like she could, she could transform and, and her eyes would be like in weird places, but she'd still theoretically work like a human, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how slime's senses work. So maybe he needs his nose. Maybe his nose is just for aesthetic purposes. I guess you can bite it off if you really want to, like, eat some of that Guiji schnoz. Um, I don't know what I would bite off of him. I feel like a finger would be weird. It would be. Um, I think a nose is weirder, wow. though. Okay, but, like, I feel like I would just have to, like, take a bite out of him somewhere. Because I feel like anything that, like, hangs off that you could bite would be, like, really weird in its own way. Like, I think a nose would be weird. I think its ear would be weird. I think his fingers would be weird. I think his cock would be weird. Um, for multiple reasons. Not just the whole biting it off thing. Although that's also weird. Um, sorry, if, if anyone wants to wants to blow Guiji. I didn't mean to kink shame you. I'm I, Slime girls are hot, so I'm sure Guiji is hot to someone too i guess by that logic but um i mean i have a sexy slime girl so who am i to talk um but um i guess i just like bite out of his neck or his shoulder or something <laughs> <laughs> well not like rip his throat out just like you know like go to the side and just grab some but okay, so Guiji's edible. He regens. Do you think he has any, like, nutritional benefit at all? No more than coffee. Okay. So do you think you can, like, get, like, the, like, stimulant of coffee if you, like, eat enough of him? I think if you were to, like, break off a chunk of Guiji and, like, slurp it down, it would be, like, a five-hour energy. I like that you say break off as if he's, like, hard. Like, you, like... I wouldn't even call it you'd like you'd have to rip it, not break it. I'm just like okay, okay, fine. If you like like squeezed a chunk out of Guiji and slurped okay, it I, I down like your gullet, it would be like a five hour energy. Why'd you have to describe it the grossest possible way? Um Okay, that's that's fair. So how much of Guiji do you have to eat for five five hour energies? Um, his entire hand. 
Oh, just just his entire hand. Okay. I imagine. Right. Okay, I imagine each finger is like a five-hour energy. Okay, I was just then, imagining then, like a little finger, like finger-sized chunk would be a five-hour energy. Then, then chip shop. Let's get that yeah. hand off, Gooigi. Get that hand yeah. off. It gives you twenty-five hours of energy, and if you just, if okay, if you like had Gooigi on like a chain and you carried it, you had him follow around you, and you just continuously sucked on him. I think you could have energy for days. That's some very bizarrely specific kinky stuff you just talked about. Um, now I think you're the one who's into Gooigi. I am not into Gooigi. Um. Okay, I'm not. I'm not advocating for Gooigi pet play. It's sort of, it sounded like you were advocating for Gooigi pet play and Vor at the same time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not gonna look up your porn searches if that's what you're into. It's, like, it's not. You could just tell me. Like, you could just I'll dress up as I'll paint myself green, and we can have some like Gooigi, some fun Gooigi times together. Unless me not being see through and squishy is a deal breaker, then I can't really do anything about that. But um, listen, if that's what you're into, it's it's, it's not. I assure you. Well, you heard it here first, listeners. Sarah is into Guiji specific pet play and vor. Why would you spread so, lies about me on the internet? Then you're the one who said it. <sighs> Apparently, like uh, when Guiji's brought out, like in this in the single player, and you're controlling Guiji, um, Luigi passes out, and his essence yes. is sending Guiji directions. Yeah, he like it's it's weird. I personally, I think it's gameplay and story segregation because um, because I believe if you're playing two player, it just doesn't happen. Um, but if you're playing one player, um, when you send out Goigi, he like slumps over and he starts like kind of rocking back and forth, and like I think he's murmuring to himself. Um, I don't remember. It's been it's been a couple months since I played it, um, but I believe he's like rocking and murmuring. But um, and yeah, and Luigi just stands there like he's he's vulnerable to damage. He doesn't, he can't move. Um, and then I believe if you switch back to Luigi without putting Luigi away, it's the opposite effect. Like he starts slumping over and murmuring. Um. But again, I don't know where I stand on that as a lore thing versus a, a, a gameplay thing. Because I believe in two-player it doesn't happen. Well, are you saying... So, like, I just figured Gui, like Luigi could, like, send out the vibes to Luigi <laughs> and, like, control him, kind of. But, like, in two-player, is, like, Luigi operating on his own? own volition because Guiji's so you think sentient it's... so so you think it's both you think that like Guiji is sentient and can do his own thing and Luigi doesn't have to be knocked out but Luigi can also possess him yes is, is that what you're saying yes. okay I'm, I'm fine with that as like a lore theory to like justify the difference um like, I, I do have to question why he would ever possess him in that case, if he can just, like, do his own thing. But, I mean, I guess... 
I guess with any video game character, their intelligence is very adaptive to the player playing. So you could say that when there's only one player playing, Guiji just doesn't have the chops to like solve puzzles on his own volition. But well, maybe um, Luigi's kind of like rambunctious and disobedient. So sometimes Luigi's just like, okay, fine, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Especially if you're playing Guiji, I'm sure you would be very rambunctious um, as Guiji. <laughs> Guiji's got a rebellious side. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. All right. That's a, that's that's interesting weird lore. I don't know how that happened. Um maybe I you know what I'm not even going to try to figure out how Luigi got soul bonded to Luigi. It's it's too much to even figure out why Luigi looks like Luigi <laughs> when it's just it's just coffee that got poured on some goo. I bet that was like on purpose. I bet Egad was just like okay, I bet when Luigi like he sprang up fully formed from the coffee puddle, and he was just like a big gelatinous cube. And uh-huh. Egad was like, hmm, I'm going to carve you into Luigi. See, I just pictured him like holding up a picture of Luigi and like being like, turn into this. And 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 then he did. But you, you think he went in with the knife. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if you if I think if Egad was like turn into this and hold held a picture of Luigi, Guigi would turn into a small square. Okay, but then he'd be like, that's not what I meant. It would have been, been like that episode of Pokemon with the Ditto when Jesse like held up the book and was like turn into this Tertini, and the Ditto just turned into a book. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> So do you think he's a he's a ma- Egad is a master craftsman of carving? Yes. Oh, okay. Egad went to art all school. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Egad did not. He went to science. He's a scientist. Okay. <laughs> the jury's still out on science. Okay. Okay. He went to like a school with like a like like the school that like the Ghostbusters dude taught at. You know, like the. Uh, the, he, what was he? He was a parapsychologist, I think. Um, he went to whatever school that dude taught at, and, and he learned from that guy. Honestly, what I think is Egad is an artist like, at his core. Like, at his in his heart, he is an artist. He went to art school, and he started making these really weird art projects. Like, they were supposed to be sculptures, but he started adding some weird, like, wires and stuff to make, like, maybe do some cool stuff, make him move, like, some animatronics. And then he accidentally started creating like weird ass machines like flood and the poltergust and it kind of you know i mean okay i guess to be fair um his his laboratory in his laboratory i guess in the original game is a gallery like an art gallery and he turns the ghosts into paintings. So there is an art theme, I suppose, with his original lab and how he stores ghosts in general. Um, although, although, that's only the first game. Um, because in, in Luigi's Mansion 3, they're stored in like glass, like containment units. Um, 
instead of paintings. So I think he, I think he moves more into science than art in later years. Like I think he like goes through an arc where he kind of drifts away from art. But I think, I think maybe he could have been an artist in his youth. Yeah, I feel like he just he just has a soft spot for, spot for the arts, and he he did make a magic paintbrush. That's true. He did make a magic paintbrush. I kind of forgot that he made that. Okay. All right. Egan has a soft spot for the arts, but that doesn't excuse him being like, him making Guiji and being like, what appearance won't make him feel uncomfortable? I'll just have him see a creepy clone version of himself. That'll make him feel at ease. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like you're you're walking around a haunted gothic mansion, and then you see a green jello version of yourself. Okay, Luigi was not it was not crafted in the form of Luigi to appease Luigi. He was crafted in the form of Luigi because Egad likes Luigi. Egad just thinks Luigi's really neat, and was like, "I'm gonna make you look like my best buddy, Luigi." Because I love him. I've, he saw Luigi and he was like, I've seen what the ideal man looks like. I, I don't know why my Egad voice changed to this. <laughs> I don't know why he talks like this now. He was like, yeah, <laughs> this is the ideal male body. You may not agree with it, but this is what peak performance looks like. Why, why are we voice acting him as Carolyn and Justine from the Level Up Persona 5 dub? <laughs> um. Can we be Luigi in mate? I think the Luigi Sergio malform inmate. Luigi so dreamy inmate. Joker, it's time for your rehabilitation, inmate. We're gonna look at pictures of Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> to any of our watchers who don't watch Level Up for Charity Persona 5 dub, um, it makes sense if you if you do. So check check it out i would recommend you do we're both we're both voice actors in it and um it's for charity so it's it's fun yeah we'll, we'll promote it's it a really later. good um yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> um so is is that all you have for luigi yeah that's about all i got luigi? yeah okay then i'm gonna go into some of my stuff Hell yeah um lay it on me so okay so i want to close this episode we're not closing it yet obviously but I want to close this episode with going into a big theory I have and like all of that. So I'm going to start here, not start, we're, we're going to talk about other things, but I want to um, separate that from like another theory discussion. So I'll go into that now, I guess. Um, Cause I want to discuss a, um, a very popular sort of rumor, uh, urban legend, um, even Mandela effect. Um, or what have you with the original Luigi's Mansion game. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, um, and I'm not sure how many people are familiar with this. Um, so in the original Luigi's Mansion, there is a room in the, um, I believe it's in the, the area before the blackout, like the top floor of the mansion, not the roof, but like the, the floor where like Uncle Grimley and the artist studio and stuff like that are. Um, and it's the safari room and it is this room that's full of um, mounted animal heads and animal skins it's it's honestly a terrifying room it, it honestly terrifies me every time 
Um, because like when you like vacuum the heads of the animals, they like nod and like bob and it's, it's just very unsettling. It's a very unsettling effect. But so this, this room, um, if you know anything about the portrait ghost from the original games, this room screams portrait ghost. It's like intensely themed. It has a very obvious like human counterpart that could go with it. Um, and so the urban legend slash um, Mandela effect goes that there was originally a portrait ghost for the safari room. And it was exactly what you think. It was like some like um, Van Pelt looking great white hunter type um, like ghost with a, with a gun or maybe a machete or something like that and like a pith helmet and you know you know like the whole oh, yeah, the like, whole great white hunter look you, we're all picturing it as soon as yeah <laughs> so and then the legend goes that he was removed at some point during um during the process of making the game um and, and people even swear that they've seen screenshots of him or swear that they've seen concept art or swear that they've seen him in the game um hell even the second time that i played it i could have sworn that there was a ghost in the safari room um like even me who researched the game extensively as a child and like knew all the portrait ghosts i like vaguely remembered there being a hunter ghost in um the safari room but so the legend goes that he was too scary and he was removed or like too scary and also animal cruelty reasons like both kind of like combined to have him get removed from the game because his like dialogue and lore was all around um also it floats around that he's australian i don't i don't know how where that part came from i don't know if it's just because people tend to picture great white hunters with australian accents um i personally picture south african usually um but I think that's just because of Jurassic Park 2. Um, or, or British. That's that's pretty common as well, but that's Jumanji. <clears throat> um, so, the, so it goes that he would want to cut off and stuff, or I guess not stuff, cut off and mount Luigi's head on the wall. Oh, I mean, to be fair, we all want to mount Luigi. <laughs> that's awful, Sarah. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about a man getting killed and taxidermied by a ghost of a hunter. <laughs> And yet all you can think about is Luigi sex. And the legend goes that they were like, this is way too scary. We can't have this portrait ghost saying he's going to decapitate Luigi or he's going to stuff and taxidermy Luigi or, you know, things like that. Like things that he would very obviously be doing or the fact that he was going to be holding a gun. Um, again, it goes back and forth if he had a gun or a machete. Um, but yeah, the legend goes he was removed because of either animal cruelty or because he was too scary with his, like, beheading and taxidermying concept. But yeah, so that's that's what the legend goes. Um, and again, there's even Mandela Effect elements. I keep saying that. I don't know if all of our listeners know what the Mandela Effect is. Um, I should probably explain it the way that I asked you to explain Grandfather Paradox. Um, it's um, basically, if you haven't heard of it, it's the idea of... It's, it's a fancy way of saying that you're misremembering something mm -hmm. to be completely honest um yeah. but <laughs> but the idea goes that it's like a it's theoretically a convergence of multiple dimensions where you're misremembering something because another dimension converged with your dimension to temporarily make something happen that didn't happen in your dimension 
Um, so the, it, it gets its name from um, it gets its name from people who vividly swear that Nelson Mandela died in prison. Um, other famous examples, um, the Berenstein Bears, like how you spell their last name is a very famous Mandela Effect example. Um, there's a lot of movies that have Mandela Effect examples. Uh, the um, movie Shazam featuring Sinbad as a genie. Yes. Isn't actually that's a real when, movie that ever happened, no? That's definitely <laughs> a big one. Um, I mean, because I'm so obsessed with Jurassic Park, the example that first comes to mind for me is people swearing that there's a scene where the T-Rex like breaks the visitor center wall in the original movie when it comes through, like it comes through a tarp um, and we don't even see it enter the room. We, we see it when it's already in the room. So people, but people swear there's a shot where it breaks through the wall and we see it go into the room, even though it's like a surprise reveal when it like bites the raptor already inside the visitor center. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's misremembering something or it's a convergence of dimensions. Who knows? I don't. I'm not a dimensional scientist. Um, but yes, the Mandela effect for this is that people swear they've seen screenshots of him and they swear they've seen him in the game. What's the truth of this? Um, there's no evidence he ever existed, um, to be completely honest. We've data mined, well, not me personally, but um, <laughs> the game itself has been data mined and there's no no model, no assets, no nothing. Um, and even, even the beta build has somehow been, I, I don't know how people got their hands on it, but the beta build has been data mined and there's no, again, no assets, no, no anything for him. Um, so as far as as far as data in game is concerned, either he was like meticulously covered up, or he just never existed in the first place. And I think I know which one's more likely. Um, however, the only evidence to suggest he did exist was a Nintendo Power article. It reads, "When your ghoul busting mission takes you to the trophy room, which is the name of the safari. I don't know why I'm calling it this. Oh, it's it's the safari room in the final game. Okay." Um, when your ghoul-busting mission takes you to the trophy room, proceed with caution. If you meet up with the ghost of a hunter, he'll want to add Luigi to his collection. So that appeared in, an, in a Nintendo Power article about Luigi's Mansion. And that is the only evidence that the ghost ever existed. Apparently, when contacted, they said it was just a joke. Like, it seems weird to me, though. That doesn't read like a joke. It really doesn't. Like, apparently it's supposed to be, like, a joke or sarcastic, but, like, it doesn't read like one to me. I'm... Okay, I found, the, like, the whole page. I'm gonna, like, try to see if any of the other entries in this read, like, jokes. Like, see if there's anything else that's, like, just not true. Um, besides the Safari Ghost. There's more to Luigi's Mansion than halls and chambers. The grounds are haunted, too. The frights will keep cr coming, even when you're out in the fresh air. Uh-huh. You, That's all true. You never know what you'll find when you shine your flashlight in a new direction. Suits of armor stand at attention in one of the mansion's many dark chambers. I believe that's true. I, I remember there being armor. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that's true. The boos are ready to give you a scare when Luigi's Mansion haunts Nintendo GameCube in November. A frightening time will be had by all. Mm-hmm. Game Boy Horror lets you see the surroundings from Luigi's perspective. Not only is it a more frightening view of the action, but it can give you a look at some more important details. The screen text will be translated to English for the North American release of the game. Yeah, that's that's all true too. Wait, the screen text was translated to English for the North American release? 
Yes, believe it or not, <laughs> if you play it in English, you can read it in English. It's it's shocking, I know. Yeah, so <laughs> everything else on this page is a true fact of the game. That's so bizarre. So, so why would they just throw in the safari ghost? It doesn't make any sense at all. That's a, it, it doesn't even, it's not funny. It doesn't read like a joke in any way. Like, if I was reading this article in its heyday in 2001 hyped up for Luigi's Mansion, I would expect there to be a hunter ghost when I went and played it and got to the safari room. I would too. I mean, okay, so I know I was just saying that the Mandela Effect is just a fancy way, like my personal belief, I guess, is that the Mandela Effect is a fancy way of misremembering something. But like, I I, I don't know. <laughs> like maybe, maybe this article was spit out of an alternate timeline where there's a safari ghost in the safari room. Honestly, yeah, that doesn't, it, it really doesn't make any sense because this article, I mean, I guess Nintendo Power has had some misinformation at times, but like, I don't know, it feels weird that they wouldn't just make the picture a different room that actually had a ghost in it. No, exactly. Like, they have, the game has, I don't even, I don't remember how many specifically, but the game has tons of portrait ghosts like maybe maybe 20 or something like that so they had options out the ass for like rooms to to take a picture of and be like this is where the ghost is so i don't know why they would pick one that isn't a portrait ghost it really doesn't make any sense okay my i i don't know because there's no evidence of it in our version of the game but and you know what if i if i was looking for evidence that the mandela effect could be real this would be <laughs> some some fun evidence to push me in favor of it yeah i i'm really not sure about this one <laughs> huh. like no yeah this is really i don't i don't really know what to make of this i mean maybe they were just too embarrassed to admit that they were like completely wrong and we're like hey, it was it was just jokes but like it's it's weird it's it's definitely weird especially because i also have like weird vague memories of the safari ghost so um do you remember what color the safari ghost was well all the ghosts are like well most most of the ghosts are the same shade of teal okay um i remember him having orange hair um okay because that's what it, sort of that's, that's what like, i'm seeing everyone else say too yeah like orange hair that's sort of like i like I, I'm picturing him with like the mutton chops look, you know. Mm. But no, yeah, I'm I'm picturing him having orange hair, being teal, um, very typical hunter garb. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's some degree of agreement on like what like color hair he would have and things like that. So like. The only thing I'm seeing is that's like different for anybody. Is I'm seeing some people say he had a knife and some people say he had a gun. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I've I've seen it both ways that he had a machete or he had a gun. People aren't sure if he had a machete and was trying to cut off Luigi's head or if he had a gun and he was trying to taxidermy him. I've seen that both ways. <laughs> maybe maybe he went through stages of development in this alternate dimension and in one stage of development he had a knife and in another stage he had a gun. <laughs> I don't know what the final object would be. I don't know which one Nintendo would think was less family friendly. <laughs> right? I don't know. I kind of, like, wouldn't be surprised if at some point there was, like, concept artwork, like, leaked at, at some point. 
I don't know. The fact that even the beta for the game has been data mined and there's nothing to indicate this guy ever existed is really weird. No, yeah, it's it's really weird to me that he's such like a like a widespread urban legend. And like again, the room that he would have been in just screams portrait ghost. Like it's almost really weird that there is no portrait ghost in that room. Like it feels empty because of it. Um, like I remember like the first time I played it when there wasn't a portrait ghost there, I was like, this is really weird. Like it feels like this room is important enough to have someone. Everything surrounding this ghost is very strange to me. I don't know what I think, to be completely honest. Um, I think I think possibly there being I don't know like to what extent Luigi's man Luigi man Luigi's mansions I had to put an apostrophe S on both of those. Um, Luigi's Mansion's um, concept art has like come out. I, I don't know to what degree we have the concept art for the game. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had concept art. Either that or there's some kind of dimensional rift type thing going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Safari Ghost urban legend is a very interesting one. And I... I'm more confused than when we started discussing this. <laughs> so I, I'm just going to leave it to our listeners to, you know what, comment comment on our Twitter and our Discord server what what you think of the Safari Room ghost and, and what you think is true and what you think is false. If any of you have a haunted creepypasta copy of Luigi's Mansion that has the hunter ghost in it and he looks directly at the camera and says, I'm going to cut your head off and mount it on my wall and then he says your your name in real life. <laughs> then I would really, really like to see that. But um, I honestly hope none of you do, because that would be horrifying. That'd be very creepy. You could, like, submit it to a museum or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> some kind of haunted artifact museum. Um, now I'm getting creeped out. It, it's very dark outside right now. Okay. I, I'd, I'd like to move on. All right, let's... I think we've discussed this enough. All right, let, let's bring out your next thing. You had, you had more about portrait ghosts and all that? Yes. Um, so I'm actually going to, before I talk about, I'm going to talk about, there's some interesting things that are in universe, um, in universe media. Um, so speaking of alternate dimensions, that recent Darkwing Duck episode of DuckTales 2017. Sorry for our fans that don't watch DuckTales 2017. We watch it and we like it. But um, You should watch it because it's excellent. It's a very good show. I, I highly recommend DuckTales 2017. Um, most of it's on Disney+, Plus, um, and the rest of it will be added when the season closes out. Um, but, so in the Darkwing Duck episode, part of, like, I mean, I guess spoilers for that episode, um, but um, part of the reveal is that every TV show is, like, an alternate dimension in-universe. Um so like TV is like a portal to different dimensions. So, all right, I'm gonna ask you, Sarah. Yes. Do you think Smash Bros. is the canon, and every Mar and every like Nintendo universe takes place in the same world, or do you think Smash Bros. is like the convergence of a multiverse, and everyone has their own dimensions, but they enter the Smash dimension? I'm gonna give you the boring answer and say that Smash Bros. is a kid playing with toys. That doesn't work for this question, so can you please play along? <laughs> Louis, uh, Smash Bros. is the convergence. You think it's a convergence? Yes. Okay. So then, 
I'm gonna go ahead and say that Darkwing Duck's like TV portal theory is accurate um, to the Nintendo universe at least because Punch-Out isn't a universe movie in the Luigi's Mansion canon. Um, oh, okay, but Mario was the referee in Punch-Out. I, I don't know what to tell you. There's a poster in the movie theater in Luigi's Mansion um, 3 that has Little Mac on it, and it's like a Punch-Out film poster. Alright, two theories. Two theories. Uh-huh. Um, one, Punch-Out, the video game, is not real, and Little Mac is an actor. Okay. Uh, theory two, Little Mac's story was so inspirational that it was made into a feature film. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, how do those line up with the next information I'm going to give you, which is that Metroid Prime Federation Force is also an in-universe film. Um, in the same movie theater, there's a poster for Metroid Prime Federation Force as a movie. Oh, of all the Metroid games. <laughs> um, but, I mean... I don't think there's anything wrong with Metroid being a fictional uh, story within the Mario universe. So do you think... It can be a movie in that one and a video game in ours. Like, So do you think... Um, do, you, do you think the, like, Darkwing Duck, like, portals into other dimensions thing holds true for the Mario universe? Um, if Smash Bros. has to be real, yes. I, I like the idea that Smash Bros. is real. I, I think it's more fun than it not being real. Um, because I, Mostly because I just, I like the subspace adversary and I like the idea of like characters interacting with each other. And I think it's more fun. And I mean, World of Light also has them all interacting together to a very limited degree. I was kind of disappointed, but um, yeah. But um, I think I think Smash Bros. should be real, because I think it's more fun than it not being real. I mean, at least Subspace Emissary, Smash Bros. kind of feels like its own separate universe, where all of them happen, but, like, the games themselves don't really factor Smash Bros. in. Outside of, like, sometimes Kirby and Kid Icarus. I think... I think Smash Bros. is a convergence, and I think that... I think that areas that are, like, repeated, like, for example, King Dedede's castle is, like, the main one. I think he was just, like, ballsy enough to build a new castle within the Smash Bros. world. Like, he just, he went to the Smash Bros. world and he was like, this world doesn't have a castle for me. And he built he one. Would. He would. Um, he would. And, I, and, I, and, like, most of the other stuff isn't, like, directly repeated locations. It's, like, inspired locations. But, like, and, like, Marth could, like, find a castle... Although, if I remember correctly, his castle's in shambles. So, like, I wouldn't even say that that's his castle. I'd say he's just there. I think, I think specifically, like, Subspace Emissary and World of Light, the universe that those take place in. Like, sure, it can be, like, a, a kid playing with toys and not real for, like, the actual, like, fighting of Smash Bros. Um, but I think for the story modes, it's, like, a convergence of dimensions type. All right. But we can have different opinions. Like, you can, we can have different opinions on how Punch-Out! and Metroid Prime being movies in-universe would work. Hell, you could even say that 
Smash Bros. is somehow televised, and because of that, they made a fictional film about Little Mac and one about the Federation Force because people saw the televised Smash tournament or whatever. Um, I mean, if they can dimension hop to Smash Bros., there's no reason they can't dimension hop to other series. Yeah. Like, maybe that's how Mario is the referee. He dimension hops to Punch-Out and <laughs> had to have time there for a little bit. Because Punch-Out characters don't really look like Mario characters. So I'd be more inclined to say that Mario went to their dimension than they exist in the Mario dimension. But lives in New Dog City. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> We're going to agree to disagree on this one, I think. All right. <laughs> That doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means we have different opinions on what we think would be the coolest outcome for this. Um, Okay, now get ready for this next one. Neville is reading... Neville is one of the portrait ghosts. Mm -hmm. He's the husband. Um, He's the first portrait ghost in Luigi's Mansion, unless I'm misremembering, but I'm not, because he is. Um, He is reading... Paper Mario. His book is Paper Mario. Um, yeah. Um, Paper Mario is a book. Well, like, the Paper Mario world is has always kind of been, like, its own alternate reality. And, like, in Paper Jam, the Paper Mario characters come out of a book into the well, real yeah, world. Yeah, we, we talked... So... We, t- we talked about earlier how it's, like, a Spider-Verse dimensional type. Yeah, but, like, they literally come um, out of a book. So, like, Paper Mario is just a, a, a book series within mario world yeah but yeah no i think i think it's interesting that neville is reading paper mario um and thereby i mean technically technically we only had evidence that it was a book series within the mario and luigi dimension because i I, again i think that's separate from the main series just in terms of character development and things like that um i guess it could be fit in more easily than paper mario but still um but yeah, so so technically we have proof that it is, if they are not the same dimension, it is a fictional book in both dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one that I don't really know as much what to make of, um, Lydia is apparently the composer of Mario video game music. Um, the pianist ghost, Mel- uh, wait, not Lydia, why did, why did I write Lydia in my notes? Um, Melody, sorry. Melody Panissima, the, the, the ghost who makes you do a music test before you fight her. Um, she plays you her compositions, which are vintage Mario songs. Or retro, I guess, is the term for video games. Um, so... Does she ever mention Mario video games? Or is it just the music that she wrote? Um... Give me a sec, because I don't remember exactly how your how the quiz works. Because um, she asks you questions about them. She plays you a Mario song, and she asks you questions. Because the way I see it, if she doesn't actually mention Mario video games, like, the background music from the games can still be in-universe music. I mean, you're right. I mean, even in Mario Odyssey, like, you can play songs from the game and Mario will dance to them. That's true. I, I so didn't like think the about songs, that. like the the actual background music, it's just regular music that just happens to 
be played over like maybe mario maybe it's not actually playing in real life for them but like it is real music they can listen to it's just fitting to what they're doing yeah no i i think that's true um so then do you think melody the ghost composer is the composer of all mario music in universe maybe not maybe not necessarily all but probably a good chunk of it by the way that song was featured in a famous game do you know what game Uh... and the answers are the mario games so she asks you what game her compositions were featured in and they're mario games okay um so this goes back to shigeru miyamoto's claim that the cast of super mario is a troop of actors and Uh the games aren't real to them however luigi's mansion takes place in real life I was going to say, does that mean that Luigi's Mansion is, like, the only, like, real-life story? Probably not the only one, but, like, I I guess we'd have to, like, look way deeper into this and figure out which games are, like, how many layers removed from real life are they? Okay. Because, like, if some games are games within the games, within within the universe of other games, like, how many layers deep can it go? Okay, here is my... Here's my theory. In the quiz question I watched, she mentioned only 2D games. Do you think that that's the difference? The 2D games are um, the like in-universe like video games or movies or whatever. I guess video games because she mentions games. And the 3D games and spinoffs and shit are real life. Okay. I would say sports games, Mario Kart, all that, that's definitely real, for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, I'd say all the mainline games, including the 3D ones, are fake. Especially because, like, in Mario 64, like, you see the camera controlled by uh, Likitu. Okay. I mean, I'll buy 64, but, like, Sunshine and Sunshine and Galaxy as well? I would say probably, yeah. Sunshine, Galaxy, 3D World. Why, though? Odyssey's a tough one. Why is Odyssey tougher than Galaxy or or Sunshine, exactly? All right. Anything after... Okay, so... See, because I just don't agree with you about Sunshine and Galaxy. I think those could be real life. They could be real life. Um... Okay, so Super Mario Brothers 3 is a play. Yes. Is it also, also a, video a video game? game? Yes, because I'm pretty sure that was one of the games that she had listed as an option for her quiz. So, within the realm of Luigi's Mansion, Super Mario Brothers 3 is a video game. Although... Within the realm of Super Mario Brothers 3, it's a play. Although, and within the realm of the play that Super Mario Brothers 3 is, is, is it, it's real. That might be the deepest we can go. I hate to, like, wreck this, but if it isn't the answer to the quiz question, it could also literally just be a play. And she's just, like, throwing in a piece of media that isn't a video game to her quiz answers. Okay. Uh. Is, is, is Super Mario Brothers 2 real? 
Um, I mean, I was having trouble finding a script for Melody's quiz. Um, because like Super Mario Bros. Two is a dream. Um, is it a real video game that takes place within Mario's mind? I'm trying to like find the script of her quiz to like see which games are specifically mentioned. But like for some reason no one has transcribed it. And mm. I don't know why because this game is old as dirt. And like it's not even like an unpopular game. So I don't know why her, her, her quiz wouldn't be transcribed. I know Totaka's theme was supposed to be in her quiz. I believe you can hear it if you sit on one of the menus, but um, it was unused for for her quiz. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Either I'm okay. I'm gonna put my foot down and say for me, either the 2D Mario games are all video games in universe, or she knows that you're in a video game. That's that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm committing to. All right. I mean, I'm I'm willing to believe that like at least. The mainline games are just fake. RPGs are a gray area. Sports games are in real life. I like that the RPGs are their own dimension. I think that tracks. I think we've got enough evidence of that being true. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I say they're a gray area. Like, we don't um, even... I'm, I'm um, still willing to put my foot down with you on Odyssey, Galaxy, and sunshine like i'm willing to give ground on 64 because you're right we do see the camera so i guess that does kind of throw things into a little disarray but I'm, I'm willing to put my foot down on the other ones though for me personally do we see the camera in sunshine i have never played sunshine more than a couple minutes so i'm not I'm sure pretty sure we don't in galaxy or odyssey yeah i'm 90 percent sure we don't see i know we don't see it in odyssey and i'm pretty sure we don't see it in galaxy So there's no evidence that those are fake. Yeah. There's no evidence. Uh, they could be, they could not be. We really don't know. I I personally think they're real. I think... Because I even like 64 to be real, but I'm willing to concede that since you see the camera, it probably isn't. Um, but I, I really think they're real. I don't think there's any reason why they can't be. No, yeah, you're right. Like, we we just don't know. They could be, they could not be. We don't and know. especially because all the other canon games take place in a 3D space. Like, the reason I'm delineating it is because the games that we know for explicitly certain are in-universe video games are the side-scrolling, are, like, all side-scrolling. And that's making me more willing to say, like, side-scrolling specifically is in-universe video games. And 3D which is like the same format as Luigi's Mansion and the sports spinoffs and things like that, is not? I'm landing on... We just don't have enough information for anything past 64 on whether it's real or not. Okay. All right. So you're, you're just not choosing. You're just, you're just going to waffle yes. and be spineless and... I'm not, I'm not waffling. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to decide my, t my stance until I have more information. Okay very boring personally but wow. <laughs> all right so speaking of melody she's a portrait ghost but before i talk about portrait ghosts um 
because that portrait ghost will segue very nicely into the last thing I want to discuss today. So, um, let's talk about, we actually know what Luigi's canon house looks like. Oh? Yes. Um, so there is a mechanic called Luigi's New Mansion, which is, it's kind of like alternate endings, but like, not like a, like, serious alternate ending. Classic to gothic horror and spooky stories. When you beat the game, spoilers for a really old GameCube game, again, um, when you beat the game, um, Luigi's mansion disappears. It's, it's gone. It's just all, it's all gone. Um, but if you collected money throughout the game, which you hopefully did because it's literally everywhere, um, you will get a new mansion based on the amount of money you collect. Um, it's, it's actually pretty hard to get the best one, for me at least. I did not get the best one. Um, the 3DS version adds a rank S if you get 130 million gold over the course of the game. Um, and then like 100 million is rank A, um, so on and so forth. Um, if you get just 5,000 gold, you get the worst rank. Um, and, and if you get the worst rank, he, he lives in a tent. You, you don't get a new house. But um, so anyway, Luigi uses his money that you get across the game to build a new house. Um, and the appearance of the house changes. So we actually canonically know which house he gets. So per, um, per Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, where we see Luigi's house. Luigi canonically finishes Luigi's mansion with somewhere between 50 million and 59,999,999 gold. Um, and he gets a modest, like, little house, um, which is the rank D mansion. So the, the rank, yeah, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I would say it's pretty bold of this game to call anything under rank B a mansion. Yeah, um, I mean, rank C is pretty big. Um, I mean, it's, it's a nice house, but I wouldn't really call it a mansion. Okay, that's that's fair. But um, but yes, he, he has the rank D, air quotes, mansion. Um, and, and that is where he canonically lives. Um, we've seen it in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Um... He, he, yeah, he canonically lives in the rank D mansion. So that's, that's pretty cool. I, I'm actually, I like that detail. Um, we haven't talked about Dark Moon much because there's not much to talk about lore-wise, and I didn't like a lot of its decisions in terms of, like, cutting lore, but I really like that it gave us a canon house for Luigi. Um, that's probably my favorite lore decision that the game made. Um, and... Actually, while we're talking about that, before we segue into Portrait Ghosts, um, there's evidence to suggest that King Boo's crown is costume jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know how, like, he has, like, a massive gem on his crown? Yeah. So gems in this game are obviously worth, like, ridiculous amounts of money. Like, they're the rarest mm -hmm. treasure, they're hard to find. How much do you think... King Boo's gem is worth a uh, a million dollars. It is worth either one or zero. I don't remember. Zero dollars. I'm King's Boo. King Boo's crown is costume jewelry. 
<laughs> King, King Boo's gem is fake. Oh, no. it's, it's like plastic. So that's, I, I think that's kind of some funny lore. Um, just like a funny little, like King Boo's, King Boo's crown is, is fake. It's, it's not real. Um, it, it has no value. Um, if you're expecting to beat the final boss and get like a nice boost to your, your funding, you're, you're not going to get it. You get no extra money from, from beating him. That's really good. Um, so that's funny to me. Um, but yeah, let's let's transition into portrait ghosts. I don't have like a ton to talk about. I'm going to talk about ghost culture a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, so before I talk about the last thing that I want to talk about, um, I'm going to talk a little about ghosts because there's some weird like ghosts are really weird and interesting in this game because like we mentioned earlier, a lot of them like live in portraits um, or have been trapped in portraits. Um, it's not really clear if they like originated from the portrait or not. Um, but there's also like, like there's ghost specific makeup, um, that's from, um, Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, so are ghosts just like their own society? I, I guess, like that's not how, well actually no, ghosts are definitely their own society because I forgot, um, the original Luigi's Mansion, Miss Petunia. Her bio mentions that she's used to win the Miss Ghost pageant. Miss Ghost. Um, which also implies that ghosts can change appearance, um, like over time, because um, Petunia famously has a fake out that makes Luigi look kind of pervy um, for her boss fight. Mm. Um, she's in the bathroom, and you like see behind a shower curtain this like big boobs like hot lady silhouette and Luigi pulls back the curtains like a little pervert and um and then she's this like big like pig monster woman it's very frightening actually her design is very strange I I don't I don't really know why she's like she's like like I'm not even like like it's not even that she doesn't look like the silhouette she has like a pig snout and ears and 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 hoofs yeah like she's like a bipedal pig monster woman it's very frightening um she's one of the most unsettling ghosts in the game in my opinion appearance wise um but she didn't always look like that because it's implied that when she was winning the miss ghost pageants she looked like the sexy silhouette huh which yeah no which means that ghosts don't get locked at the appearance they die at it means they can change do they are, are we sure they die what do you mean like could ghosts just be a species no because a couple bios specifically mention death oh um mr lugs i know offhand like i'm not looking this up mr lugs offhand mentions mentions dying in his bio um i believe soupy's bio mentions her dying um, yeah, no, a, a couple bios mention them dying. Okay, um, so there's a hmm. there's a couple where they don't mention being killed, but there's there's a couple where they do mention being killed. So like ghosts are definitely ghosts, like they're dead people. And on top of that, I, I should have mentioned this sooner. The mansion has portraits of a lot of the ghosts when they were human. Oh. 
Um, you can find human portraits of Neville, Lydia, Nana, um, Slim, um, I believe Biff Atlas, I want to say. Um, like a whole bunch. Um, I can't remember all of them offhand, but a lot of the portrait ghosts in the game, you can find living portraits of them um, hanging up around the mansion. Um, so they were definitely alive at some point. Yeah, no, I'm seeing they that. Change. He ate himself to death. Yeah, Mr. Lugs. Yeah, he like he ate himself to uh -huh. death. Um, and then I believe um, Sue P's bio is what was supposed to be a short nap turned into an eternal sleep. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, Sue P. She. We'll talk about her a little more later. She's she's a pretty messed up one. Um, she's another really scary one because she's like she attacks you with dolls and she has like psychokinesis and she's 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 one of my favorites actually she's she's a low-key favorite um there's a portrait of her there's a portrait of her alive as well um i forgot to mention that um despite her being in the guest room so that's actually going to tie into um what my theory is after we're done talking about this but yeah so ghosts have some sort of society um because there's ghost makeup which is what helen gravely uses and I also want to note, I'm pretty sure at the end of Luigi's Mansion 3, the ghosts are like, they stay there. Like once King Boo's influence and Helen's influence is gone, the rest of the hotel staff are just fine. And they keep being ghosts and being hotel staff. Huh. Um, and then, and then, yeah, like there's Miss Ghost beauty pageants and things like that. Um, so they seem like they're just like upstanding citizens why do they need to be busted I, I mean I think it's that like King Boo's influence like well because in Dark Moon I guess we're going to dig into that one's lore a little bit for the ghost lore in Dark Moon they're like perfectly passive until he breaks the um, Dark Moon crystal that like uh -huh. turns them hostile oh yeah okay so maybe in places outside the Evershade Valley, he has the ability to just, like, cause that influence. Um, but, like, since the Evershade Valley is protected by the Dark Moon, he had to break it for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I think that could make sense. Like, the Evershade Valley is specifically protected by the Dark Moon, so he had to break it for his powers to corrupt to work. But in general, he might have a corrupting influence on... Okay, ghosts. okay. That makes sense. Like, sort of a, like, you know, like, Godzilla, like, the alpha. Like, yeah. like the king of monsters, I guess is what I meant. Oh, okay. Like, you know, like, the king of monsters roars and, and, and you follow his commands. When Ghidorah took over, a bunch of monsters that weren't bastards decided to be bastards. Yeah. I do have a question, um, actually. Yes. Is there, like, a reason that there are, like, ghosts that just look like floating people... There are ghosts that are like weird blobby things, and then there are booze. To my knowledge, there is no explanation for that whatsoever. I that's a really good question, because I've wondered that myself. Um, because like I do remember there was some bit of lore in like one of the early Mario games manuals that said that booze were the ghosts of Mario's lives that you died when you were playing the game. 
That's freaky. It's it's really fucked up. Um, I don't think that's like true, but I think it was in the manual of like Mario Brothers three or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that that's real, like in like like in the modern day. But I think that's that's scary. I think okay, I think booze are a species. I don't think booze are dead people. Okay. Um, I personally think booze are a species. Um, okay, booze are a species. Portrait ghosts are absolutely dead people, um, or like human shaped ghost. In terms of generic enemy ghosts from Luigi's Mansion, oh okay. Um, in the first game. Which could also explain the discrepancy of how they look. Um, the generic ghost enemies are created by the artist Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, okay. Um, he paints them and brings them to life with King Boo's magic. Okay. Um, so in the first game, at least, any ghosts that aren't Boo's or portrait ghosts are just like created by Vincent's art. Um, in terms of the ghosts of Evershade Valley. Um, if um, I could throw something out there. Yeah, sure. If, uh, if, if Vinny, um, made a bunch of these ghosts, do you think they were, like, able to just, like, get out there and make their own lives and maybe, uh, get busy and make some more ghosts? And they just, like, kind of, a lot of them settled down in the Evershade Valley. <laughs> like, there's just, like, I a little, possible. little, like, uh ghost pioneers just going off settling a, a new village so did he like i mean the only thing i think is like interesting about that is like the ghosts have a completely different art style so like i attributed that to like the ones in the first game being handmade by van gore and then the other ones not being handmade by him but i don't i don't know um i mean even like looking at a comparison, they're not super different. Like, I think it's just the changing art style between Luigi's Mansion and Luigi's Mansion Dark Mood. Because Dark Mood was like way stylized in comparison to Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be willing to say that it's early installment weirdness and the ghosts that. Um van gore created became a species of their own all right like i'll i'll even say i'll i'll say like he was doing it long enough that they escaped the mansion before luigi got there went to the evershade valley made their name in the world um sure why not why not um i think polter pups a dead dog though oh I, I don't know. Polterpup just strikes me as like a portrait ghost type, like, you know? I mean, I although believe I guess, it, yeah. Although, I guess it does look different from Spooky. Um, because Spooky is like a real, like it has like ears and shit. Mm. And, and Polterpup doesn't. No, yeah, because Polterpup um, looks a lot more like the um, fake ghosts, but like a dog version of them. Yeah. And, like, yeah, because Spooky just looks like a real dog that's, like, glowing and transparent. Yeah. Okay, so then, then I guess Spooky's a, a dead dog, and Walter Pup is this species? I, I... Walter Pup was born a ghost dog, I think. 
I'm trying to think of like ways to like delineate if they're all dead people, you know? Like, what if? Because I mean, there's differences in ghosts in like a lot of like ghost media, you know? Like, there's like the really like physical ghosts, and then there's like wraiths and like spirit balls and like things like that. Maybe it's like. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Like. Maybe these are more wraiths, though? I guess? I don't like, know. Like, I mean, I, I'm not 100% familiar with the, the delineation between a wraith and a ghost, so I'm gonna look that up really quick. Um, although I do think wraith is a really cool word. <laughs> um, okay, wraith is, wraith is just like, it's just a ghost. Um, they're, they're synonyms, essentially. I mean, I'm just kind of getting the feeling that, like, Either they're just their own species, like booze, or aren't all the portrait ghosts, like, people who were tied to this mansion specifically? Um, that is the evidence that I believe based on the hanging paintings in the mansion. Okay, so what I'm- There is nothing that specifically says that they're all tied to the mansion, but because of the portraits hanging in the mansion of so many of them when they were alive and things like statues and busts of them, um, I personally believe that they're all tied to the mansion. Okay, so what I'm saying is maybe because this is like a place they were tied to in life, their spirits are stronger and they're able to appear more human, whereas these other ghosts were just like, invited from elsewhere and they just kind of lose their form i was trying to come up with a delineation like that too so i think that works i think because i i do think there's some kind of delineation between like these are like stronger more human-like spirits that retain more of their sentience and the others are more just kind of like vengeful spirits that are just kind of like that's why i was trying to call them wraiths versus ghosts because i think the delineation is like these the portrait ghosts are like stronger spirits that retain their personality and their sentience a lot more than the generic enemy ghosts which i think are more like just vengeful spirit like you know uh-huh. just like vague evil spirit energy so how does that like work with luigi's mansion three because like it's a um... hotel were those people all tied to that hotel? Well, I mean, they all have, like, specialized floors. And you can, like, kind of guess at, like... Um, okay, so, I mean, let me go through Luigi's Mansion 3's ghosts really quick, then. Um, yeah, now, now I'm curious. Um, if we can... They don't have bios, so it's kind of just free real estate to figure out, like, why they're all there. Um... Okay, so Helen Gravely owns the hotel. She's yes. very clearly tied to the hotel. She she owns it, she runs it. It's her hotel. Um, the steward is like a bellhop there. So like you could say he's tied to the hotel. Maybe he died there. Um, Chambray is a maid. Um, Kreller is a mall cop. So again, like he could have died on the hotel's grounds after working there for his entire career. Um, Chef Souffle, again, he could have been working there his entire career and died there. Um, Amadeus Wolfgeist is a composer. Um, 
Maybe he played in the lounge or something. I was going to say the hotel does have an entire enormous concert hall. Um, So it could just be his place that he regularly played. Um, King McFrights strikes me as a like, like the Excalibur has like a jousting show or whatever, right? King McFrights strikes me as as that sort of thing. Okay. Um, Because he has a jousting boss fight in the middle of the hotel. So he strikes me as a the Excalibur type thing. Um, Dr. Potter was probably the groundskeeper of the hotel. Um, Morty, the film director? Um, there's a couple of these that are a little more loosely tied to the hotel that I don't really know. Um, Morty, the film director, maybe he just... I mean, he does have an entire floor of the hotel that's his film studio. So maybe he does just, like, have positive associations with the hotel and, like, chose to have his studio built in the hotel. Um, and died there. Mm. <laughs> um, Ugg, the caveman ghost. Maybe the hotel was built where he lived, you know, millennia ago. I could see that. Like, I mean, granted, his, like, he is in the museum. So, like, he at the very least, his remains would have been transported there. I don't know if, unless unless it's built on the site where he once lived, he wouldn't really have a tie to the location, but um, his remains would be there. So, um, Clem is the, the the maintenance man. So again, mm-hmm. a worker there probably worked his whole career there. Could have died there. Um, Serpsy. I'm gonna say that it's because her resting place was transported there. Um, All right. Because her pyramid and coffin and stuff are in the hotel. So I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to say there was a really insensitive moment where they transported her resting place. Um, Nikki, Lindsay, and Ginny had a... I'm going to say they had a magic show at the hotel. Why why not? Uh Um, They have a whole custom illusionist suite. Um... I, they could have been magicians that worked at the hotel. Um, um, or maybe they just died there. Um, Captain Fishhook? Captain Fishhook is a shark. I, I don't know what we want to call. Maybe he was the pet of the hotel. Maybe he was. What? Maybe maybe the hotel had a live shark pool in their pirate-themed restaurant. Okay. I... I Listen, I'm, I'm grasping at straws for this monster shark. I, I don't know why he's there. Okay, okay. Lots of hotels have aquariums. Okay. I can name three off the top of my head. I mean, yeah, we've been to the Mandalay Bay one, so... Mandalay Bay, uh, Silverton, right. Golden Nugget. Because we've Boom. also seen the Silverton's one. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, he was in the hotel aquarium. Why not? Um, Johnny Deepend was clearly, like... The lifeguard slash swimming instructor. That's a pretty cut and dry. Um, and then DJ Phantasmagoria, again, or Phantasmagoria. I always mess that up. Um, she worked in the, the hotel nightclub. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. With sure. the exception of, like, a couple little, like, I guess, like, um, like, I think the most, like, the ones that are stretching it the most are Amadeus Wolfgeist, Morty the director, and then Ugg and Serpsy. But for the most part, they all line up with this theory that they're connected to the location. And yeah, I, think, I think, yeah, all of them have a good reason. 
for being closely tied to this hotel. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think we could function with that theory that like if you die and you're tied to a location that you're very closely associated with, you become a sentient remaining human-like ghost. But if you just die in general and come back as a vengeful spirit, you're like the generic ghost. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's a lot about ghost culture, but I think that's a wonderful segue, actually, for me yeah. to use to um, get to... Um, to get to the last thing I want to discuss today, which this isn't really lore so much as speculation. Um, back when I first got into this, I tried to connect every single ghost in the original Luigi's Mansion to the same like group of people and how it all went down, like sort of how they all they all died and how how it became a haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. It became a haunted how it became a haunted mansion, tell me. So, um there's two ways you can do it. I chose to do it one way, but there's also the other way. Um, obviously. So when you're doing a haunted mansion, you can either have it be like the haunted mansion at Disney, where it sort of accumulated its ghosts over the years. Um or you can do it like um, you can do it like Phantom Manor where they're all tied to a specific incident so I chose to go the Phantom Manor route and try to tie them all to the same incident and I think that's a little more fun I think so too I think it it breeds more speculation I think a bunch of people dying all at once is a lot more fun than a bunch of people randomly dying over the course of a long time yeah like there's something to be said about the lore of a building increasing in terms of like deaths over a period of time but I think there's also a lot to be said over like one frightening incident happening that makes it a haunted build Mm -hmm. okay so here I will go through all of the portrait ghosts and I'll give their ages because that's kind of important and how I tried to tie them in um some of them I some of them were harder than others um so Neville is 42 he is obviously the husband of the main family um for this theory Neville and Lydia are the owners of the house Um, I think it makes the most sense. They have the most canonical family ties, Um, even without me speculating. um, They have the most canonical family ties. So it just makes sense that they would be the owners of the house. They're also the first people you fight. So Neville is 42. He's the husband. Lydia is 34. She is the wife. Chauncey is zero. He is the baby. Zero. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Orville and Henry are five years old. They're their twin sons. Um, So that's all canon. Um, Nana is 76. Um, I choose to believe that she is Neville's mother. It's not specifically stated. I don't believe um, which parent she is the mother to, but I, I believe she's Neville's mother. Um, is there like a reason you believe that or you just kind of picked it random? I don't remember. Um, I think I had some kind of, again, I made this document like a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. So like, um, I think it gets pretty edgy too. Um, I'm not going to edit it as I, as I talk. I'm just going to say what my old, old me's thoughts were. Um, no, there's, there's no like canonical evidence of, of that she would be Neville's, um, mother, but I, I think she would be personally. 
I, I don't know why. It just feels right, you know? Like, sometimes things just feel right. Um, Uncle Grimly. So I was originally going to have him be, like, one of those great uncles that you call uncle, because if you've seen him, he looks very old. Um, no, he's 45 years old. He's only three years oh. older than Neville. He aged like milk, though. <laughs> oh, Grunkle Grimly. <laughs> it's Uncle Grimly. But, um, so, um, he is Neville's older brother. Um, again, that's, like, speculation, but, like, very light speculation, because he's uncle someone, and if the main family is Neville and Lydia, it makes sense he would be related to their family. And, yeah. um, we'll get into later, I, I come up with some siblings for Lydia, and I don't think he fits the mold. Um, because he lacks her, like, startling blonde hair that like is going to unite all the characters that i connect to her um he, he, it's like nana it just feels right to make him neville's okay. sibling instead of lydia's but okay so that is all so like the first four the the kids and the parents canon nana and the uncle are related to them but it's not specified who and what so light canon now we're getting into pure speculation um so biff Biff Atlas, the, like, workout ghost, and Melody Pinesima, um, who I mentioned was the, um, the musician ghost. Um, they are both 26, and they both have bright blonde hair. I believe they are twin siblings of Lydia. Um, okay. I th I, I'm pretty sure Melody has a bust of Biff and... Lydia in her room someone does um there's there's a bust of and, I, and I'm pretty sure it's Melody because I'm pretty sure that's what got the ball rolling on this um is that Biff Melody and Lydia have like certain like overlapping appearances in each other's rooms and things um so I believe that those two are twins and they are because of the same age and they're Lydia's younger siblings so then you have the floating Warlindas who are just like these like two dancing ghosts um they don't have a um an age or anything they're just kind of ballroom dancing ghosts um i believe that they are also lydia's sibling one of them is because they're a married couple um i believe it's it's the mrs Werlinda because she has blonde hair um so i think that she's related to the family um, she, I, I speculate she's maybe the oldest sibling. They look a little up there in age. Um, and then, so Sue P is seven. Um, she is also blonde. I speculate that she is Lydia's niece and she is the Whirlinda's child. Okay. Um, okay. Because it makes sense that she would be staying with someone at the mansion. Like, it doesn't really make sense that she just be a seven-year-old child just there on her own. Yeah. Um. So I, I think she's the child of the Whirlindas. And I think... I don't remember. For some reason, my brain is telling me that, like, the guest room where she sleeps and the ballroom are, like, relatively close in proximity. But I think I'm just making that up. I don't think that's true. Um. But if it is, then there we go. Um, yeah. But yes, I believe that Supi is the niece of Lydia and the child of the Whirlindas. Um, Clairvoya is just hired. That's 
She's not related to anyone. She's she's um she's a lot like Madame Leota. Um, she's like a a fortune teller ghost, okay. and okay. she helps the protagonist despite being a little bit antagonistic. Um, and despite being a ghost. Um, so she she has a very similar role to Leota. Um, so Jarvis is a weird one. Um, he is like this little like ghost creature. He's got a he, he kind of looks like like more of like a generic ghost, and he lives in jars. Um, he's Scottish as well. Um, so I'm, I chose to, he was one that I had trouble figuring out what to do with. I believe he's, he's a fairy more than a ghost. I think he's more of like a fae, a spirit type thing. And I think Claire Voya brought him with her. Okay. I, I think she just like, she brought him along and they're like friends or something. Um, again, Jarvis was one I had no idea what to do with. He's one of the weirdest portrait ghosts in the game and very, like, standout-ish. Um, so Shivers is the 72-year-old butler. He is hired because he's a butler. Um, Spooky is the family dog. That's pretty obvious. I think the Clockwork Soldiers are a gift. Um, Vincent Van Gogh is another one that I didn't know necessarily what to do with. He is 59 years old. Um... I said he was either hired or Neville's brother. With Nana's age, I don't think he can be Neville's brother because Nana would have to be like 15 when she had him. Um, so I don't think that's the case. I think she, I think he could be Nana's, Nana's brother though. I was going to say that. That sounds right. He could either be Nana's brother or he could be one of Lydia's parents. Okay. I think, wait, 60 years old, 34 years old. Uh, yeah, 59 to 64, I mean, 34, that's like 25. Okay, yeah, so he could, he's, okay, I think he is either, it, I, I didn't have a hard answer for him, I think he's either Nana's sibling, or he's one of Lydia's parents. Um, that just makes the most sense to me. Um, Lydia Van Gogh. Because I originally thought that maybe he was a hired artist, but his bio says he never sold a single artwork, so oh. it doesn't make sense that that would be the case. Um, I guess it does run into issues with like Atlas being Biff's last name, but also I'm not going to say that I think that since everyone has such a weirdly specific last name to their career, they would have just made up fake ass names. But like, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to say Biff and Melody are the type of people who would make up last names that go with their careers. And <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh absolutely would. Um... So then we have Weston, Lugs, Petunia, and Slim. And I didn't necessarily know what to do with them. Weston is 30. Um, Lugs is 30. Petunia doesn't have an age. But she seems like to be friends with Nana. Or at least Nana plays pranks on her. So I want to say Petunia and Nana are like in some way. Like maybe they're siblings or something like that. Um, they could be sisters. Um... I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then Slim. I think Slim, Weston, and Lugs are family friends. Okay. Like, maybe that's a cop-out because sure. I can't... Maybe that's a cop-out because I can't tie them to the actual family in any way that makes sense to me. But I think they might just be family friends that we're allowed to live at the mansion because it's huge. Um, um, but just with their ages, like, I just can't, like, really tie them to anyone that I really want to tie them to. Um... But yeah, 
because like they're too young to be Neville's brother necessarily. Um, and they're too old to really fit in with, well, they're not too old to fit in with Lydia because they're younger than her, but she already has a lot of siblings and they're not blonde. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's okay for them to just be family friends, except Petunia. I'm going to headcanon her that she is the aunt, the, the great aunt. Um, but there's no real evidence for that. I'm just, well, okay. There's evidence in that she has some kind of relationship, some kind of teasing relationship with Nana. That is the evidence I'm working with for Petunia. But those four characters all have very little, like, anything. So it's kind of hard. And then the last one that I purposefully skipped over is Bogmire. He's an interesting one. I believe he was summoned. Um, okay. I believe Bogmire is a demon rather than a ghost. <laughs> um, the same way that, the same way that um, I think Darvis is a fairy or a fae. Because Bogmire... Um, I mean, that's not a person. That's definitely not a person. No, yeah, it's it's like a it's a creepy wraith. It's called the Black Shadow of the Graveyard, oh. and um, his bio his biography, a man a product of the mansion's fear and despair. So. Yeah, no, he doesn't sound like he's just like a dead person. He just sounds like a creation of some sort yeah like i think he's he's a manifested demon of some kind some kind of like yeah. vengeful spirit so that's that's the lineup of like what everyone is to each other so then here's my like breakdown of events um again a lot of this is just kind of random speculation so lydia and neville come into wealth they buy a mansion that is the mansion obviously um, they have their twins, Orville and Henry. Um, and cause you know, they're, they're at the, they're at a mansion. It's, it's big. Um, so they hire a butler, Mr. Shivers to help them take care of the place. They move in their extended family because they have a huge ass mansion. Why wouldn't they? Um, Nana, Uncle Grimley, Vincent, Melody, Biff, the Whirlindas, Sue, anyone that I said is related to them. Um, the clockwork soldiers are at some point gifted to the family. That's, that's the clockwork soldiers do not factor into this theory no, at yeah, all. That's... They're they're just they're just possessed toys. Like they're yeah. they're not really built for lore. Um, they have a dog named Spooky that they get. Um, so I I think Lydia hires Clairvoya. That's the vibe I get. Um, Lydia's bio is interesting. It says that she all of the money in the mansion is money that she hid away because she was expecting the worst. Mm, um, she hid away money for the afterlife because she was expecting something bad to happen. So I think they hired Clairvoya to give them like guidance on like, you know, financial decisions and like how to keep their wealth and like stay ahead of rivals and things. Although she can only see um, a certain number of days into the future. Um, her, her bio mentions um, um, her close connection to the spirit world lets her see 49 days into the future. <laughs> so she's not the best source of financial advice, but she's a source of financial advice. Um, so, but you know, that's a lot of people. Um, oh, and like I said, she brought Jarvis with her. Um, but that's a lot of people. 
Um, do you do you think that many people would would be good at cohabiting together with like such different personalities? Oh, definitely. You know, there's there. Of course, they would. Nah, I don't think so. Um, oh, oh, I forgot to mention because it's not written in here for some reason. Um, they also moved in their family friends. Um, I didn't. Mm-hmm. That's not written in here anywhere, but it happened. Um, so as time went on, I assumed that conflicts arose. And because there was like fear and like despair and conflict, Bogmire showed up. Um, and I think that Bogmire being there kind of cast a sort of like negative atmosphere over the mansion and started contributing to more bad things happening. Um, and I believe there was a string of tragedies that happened because of Bogmire's influence on the mansion. Um, Slim Bankshot, the lonely pool player. I think he proposed to Melody with the statue. There's a statue in the garden of him in a proposal pose um, that I believe is canonically made by Vincent. I think he proposed to Melody with that statue. She rejected him. And he, uh, you know, himself in the in the billiards room. Um... And then shortly after, Mr. Lugs mysteriously dies while eating. Like, he's eating like normal, and he dies. Mm. Um, so Sue, like I said, her bio is that she was taking a short nap and it turned into an internal slumber. Her heart quote is that she won't wet the bed. So people have, like interpreted that as like this this part is not purely me i've read people's speculation on this she died of kidney failure oh um that's people's theory like she had kidney issues she would frequently wet the bed and she she died in her sleep of kidney failure um so yes the next in the string of deaths is she she dies of kidney failure um in her sleep which is which is sad Sue's one of the saddest portrait ghosts in my opinion she's just a little kid no yeah she's just a little kid and she probably died of kidney failure oh that's Um, horrible so she dies Um, okay we took a moment for her that's that's really sad Um, Petunia dies shortly later in the bathtub Um, possibly um, dies of hypothermia in the bathtub because of how you fight her which is putting ice in the bath um oh so my theory is she dies of hypothermia in the bathtub somehow um vincent becomes more obsessed with his art and starves to death because all he wants to do is create art and does not eat and does not sleep um, okay this is getting really fucked up i'm going based on their bios and their epithets like he's the starving artist. i know i, I know <laughs> but like it's it's Yikes. It gets worse. Um, so oh, no. Lydia seeks guidance from Clairvoya. And oh, by the way, she's pregnant at this point. She's pregnant with Chauncey. Um, Chauncey. So she seeks guidance from Clairvoya because she's freaked out because now everyone's dying around her. And Clairvoya's like, yeah, everyone's probably going to die. So start hiding your money. So she starts hiding her money. Um, the sealed room full of treasure, she seals it off at this point. Um, and then the like last sort of domino in the chain 
Shivers, the 72-year-old butler, proposes to Melody. Or he, maybe he doesn't propose, but he confesses his attraction to her. Who's 26. It's, it's uh, Shivers and Melody, I don't like that little storyline. This is canon. It's canon that he... Oh, that's has, actually canon. It's, it's canon information that he has feelings for her and she rejected him. That is, it's oh. in their heart quote. And it's in... Um, it's in his bio. Um, so she rejects him. And prodded on by Bogmeyer's influence, Shivers makes a bad decision. So Shivers, our dear friend, Mr. Shivers, he has the key to Melody's bedroom. Um, oh. All of the ghosts have keys to other rooms. His is Melody's. He is afraid of fire. So, can you speculate at what my theory is to how this, the rest of the story falls apart? I would prefer not to. So I, I think that dear Mr. Shivers, all heartbroken and prodded on by Bogmire, locks her in her room and sets the mansion on fire. Yeah! And... Like, granted, it could be due to GameCube lighting, but, like, people have pointed out the mansion has a slightly charred appearance. Um, things seem like... Again, it could be due to GameCube lighting, but things seem kind of charred, kind of kind of busted up. Um, and I think his fear of fire is the real linchpin for me. Like, he's terrified of it. So I think he set the mansion on fire with Melody in her bedroom, and... Um, he dies, she dies, Henry and Orville are playing hide-and-seek, and they die in the fire while playing hide-and-seek. Um, Lydia and Neville die, again, Lydia pregnant with Chauncey, um, because it says he was born a ghost, and I think that it's because she died while pregnant. Um, uh, Weston, uh, Sir Weston, Weston, we haven't mentioned him at all, he goes into the cold storage room to escape the fire and he freezes oh. to death um yeah that'll do it because you find him encased in a block of ice in the in the cold storage and oh. yeah the mansion burns down and everyone else involved dies oh um and that is that is my theory for how the luigi's mansion became the haunted mansion that it is that's uh, that's um that's a real, real downer. You know, it is a real downer. Like, Are I'm you sure this is what you wanted to end on? Um, you know, it's our Halloween episode. Why not end on a scary story? Okay. Like, I don't know. Okay, so like, I know it's like grim, dark, and edgy. But like, a lot of it is based on the characters' bios and their epithets and what we know in universe. It's It's not me just making shit up. It's me extrapolating from what we have. Um, like, if you read all the bios of the portrait ghosts, it paints some degree of a story. Um, I'm seeing that, yeah. So, and I mean, I invite listeners, come up with your own theories if you want to. Like, I'd, I'd love to hear people's theories for how the portrait ghosts died and how they're connected. If someone wants to do a theory of the mansion built up over the years, like um, the, the Disneyland haunted mansion, I'd love to hear it. Um, I'd love to hear what groupings you put everyone into and like who died how, when. Um, 
so yeah, uh, hit us hit us up with your with your Luigi's Mansion theories. That that one's mine, but hit, hit me up with the rest of yours. I would love to hear them too. Yeah, it's because I mean there are a lot of different ways to interpret this stuff. I think. I think so too. I don't think there's any. I think that like the bios like prod you in a direction, but I don't think that my interpretation of the bios is the end all be all. I think there's a lot of wiggle room. Um, and you can do a lot of different things with the bios that I didn't do. You think that's it? Is that all we got? Um, I think we broke Luigi's Mansion's lore. We broke it into pieces. <laughs> uh. I mean, we, we touched on a lot. I think for a series that has a lot of lore in the first game, no lore in the second game, and minimal lore in the third game, I think we, we found a lot of stuff. We really did. And we did it all in under three hours. Pretty impressive, if you ask me. That's less than an hour per game. <laughs> so, um, that's going to do it for us. Um, thank you for listening. We've had a real rough time these last couple months trying to get back into it after a real, real hassle <laughs> where we had to go on hiatus. So thank you for listening. No, we're yeah. going to try to get more consistent now that we're back into it. Well, we're not, we're not going to try. We're, we're going to go back on a regular schedule. Thank you guys for, for supporting us through our hiatus. Thank you for sticking with us and continuing to watch our show or listen to our show. Um, we're going to, we're going to be back on our regular schedule, hopefully. Um, so every other Wednesday, um, keep an eye on our Discord server for updates and our Twitter as well. Um, I mean, I guess our Twitter is the direct updates and, and our Discord server is the second hand. But um, yeah, as usual, the links are below. So join our Twitter if you want to keep up with our updates and vote in polls for episodes. Um, join our Patreon if you want any of the fun rewards that come from that, um, including Q&As, um, media commentary, like, like live reaction watching things. Um, the ability to suggest episodes, um, more say in like what episodes get made when. Um, join our Discord if you want to hang out with us. Um, follow our personal Twitters if you want to keep up with our personal ramblings, um, whatever random stuff we're talking about. Uh, for me, it's usually The Mandalorian or Jurassic Park or whatever random stuff is on my mind. Um, so we said we were going to plug this again later. So Level Up for Charity. It's a charity Twitch stream for a children's hospital in Michigan. Um, and they do all kinds of fun stuff. They have a Mario Party League. We're close friends with people who run it. Um, so something that we participate in is Level Up Dubs, which is live dubbing of video games. Um, like we said earlier, right now we're doing Persona 5. We're a bit of a ways into it. Um, but there's still, there's still a decent bit to go. And then after that, we're probably going to be doing Ace Attorney and the first two Danganronpa games. Um, we're also doing more voice acting with them, so stay tuned for all of that. But yeah, if you tune into Level Up for Charity, um, Wednesdays at 9pm Eastern, you can hear us voice act in Persona 5. So that's pretty fun. I'm on Takamaki and Sadeo Kawakami. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm Makoto and the Hot Doctor. That's tied to Kemi for people who aren't familiar with the game. 
she's she's a hot doctor. She she is a hot doctor, and you you play her very sexily. So. But yeah, so a big, big thank you to everyone who's supporting us, and big thank you to the Dude Media Network for hosting. Yeah, and this has been Breaking the Lore, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I'm happy we're back, and happy Halloween, happy, happy late Halloween, happy late Halloween, <laughs> and happy early Merry Christmas. It's a little early for that one. Uh, I think I'll I'll say my Merry Christmas. Halfway through our November episodes. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll say enough. I'll say enough. Merry Christmases for both of us. So, um, <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and you know all of that. You could just jazz, say Happy Holidays to encompass it all, sweetheart. I am not going to say Happy Holidays because I don't support the war on Christmas. <laughs> that's that's the end of this episode. This episode's over. Good night. <laughs> you you guys are still here. You're... It's over. Go home.